Yoga teachers, mindfulness leaders, and energy workers, are you ready to stop side hustling and start making an income doing what you love? Welcome to the Marketing Off the Map podcast. Every Tuesday and Thursday, we'll dive into conversations with successful creatives in wellness, business, marketing, and more to uncover practical methods to take you from A to B and have some fun along the way. My name is Jessica Cross, and I'm so excited to be here with you. Let's dive in. Welcome back to Marketing Off the Mat. It's Jess, and I am thrilled to be joined today by Emily Tamayo Meyer. She is a book coach and a best selling author in women's spirituality. Her newest book is The Meaning Method A Spiritual Path to Writing and Publishing. With her insightful approach to the creative life, Emily helps writers and entrepreneurs find their voice, grow their audience, and successfully publish their books. Her clients write in multiple genres, ranging from memoirs to personal development and self-help to fiction. Emily lives in Bogota, Colombia with her husband and her son, and she is an incredible joy. You are going to absolutely love her. I can't wait for you to listen to this episode. Let's dive in. Hey, Emily, how are you? Good, Jessica. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to talk about business and yoga and being an author and all of it. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. I am just so glad that you said yes to uh, just me hitting you up on Instagram because I saw all the amazing things that you do and just knew that the audience would love to hear more about you and your offerings. So thanks for saying yes. Thank you so much. That means the world to me. I'm I've been launching a book in these weeks and it has not gotten less exciting. I love talking about it and sharing the different uh, wisdom of the chakras and all of this. So yeah, oh, we'll get into it. Yes, this is going to be so good. I can't, I just can't wait. I'm so, I've been really looking forward to this. So thanks again. So you just mentioned you launched a book and you have an interest in the chakras, you understand yoga and all those wonderful things. So let's take it a step back. And how did you get to be where you are today? And, in, in, uh, um, you know, the dollar 98 of, of your story anyway, like how did you get into being an author and, um, you know, what, what brings you to, to this moment and in your business? So, you know, it's interesting because as far as yoga goes and having a spiritual practice, uh, that's decades old at this point. So, you know, I'd been practicing yoga. I'd lived in India for a little while. And so I had a strong spiritual practice for years. Um, however, this is my fourth year in business, or I'm finishing up my fourth year now. I'm going to be five. I'm getting into that big five years in business that everybody talks about. But it is really interesting how this transformation happened. And I think a lot of people will be able to identify it because, you know, I'm a breadwinner in my family. I was a teacher, a school teacher before I left to run my own book coaching business. And, um, and it was quite a leap, but it, and it really was through a lot of energy work and really relying and leaning into that spiritual path that the synchronicities started to come together, having that faith, having that trust. So for about seven years, I, you know, I taught preschool, I taught high school, I taught, I taught all of it. You got kids, I'm going to teach them. <laughs> and there was kind of this call where I had always written and published short stories and I was writing my first book and I noticed so many people needed help with that process during the process. 
there have always been editors, but book coaches, we help you edit and we help you build your book and structure your book as you're going. And so I started taking on clients, helping them finish uh, their books on the side. And so that was a really interesting time. It only lasted about nine months, but for the first nine months after launching my business as a book coach, I remember I would get up at 4 a.m., before I went to school, because I would have that hour and people in London were having lunch. And so I would be able to work with my European people uh, before I went to school. And then I would take on clients after school and on the weekends. And before I knew it, by kind of getting that wheel turning, um, I was able to leave my job, make the leap, which is very intuitive and can be a little frightening. Um, but yes, another thing that kind of came into that is right as I was leaving my job, I was taking classes in energy work. And so I noticed there were a lot of people talking about books, but because um, I was combining the spiritual practice of the chakras with the whole process of writing and creating, I was speaking to people in a way that no one else was speaking to them. And I think, you know, being able to get into that place and really serve people in the way they wanted to be served, that was what helped me um, take the leap and still be going and doing the same work that I love um, for years later. Oh, that's so, that's so great. I, I love that story. I know many people that are listening have either made a similar leap or are anticipating one and they're doing the side hustle. They're teaching before they're headed into school or to work and after and fitting it all in. And there's just kind of this, this kind of hustle that's like, it, and the time it's like, oh my gosh, you're so tired, but you feel mm -hmm. so good because you're, you're doing it. It's this thing that you've been wanting to do and you didn't wait for permission. No one wrote you a little slip said, Hey, Emily, like now you can do this. You're like, no, I'm doing both. Like I, I will not wait for anyone. I'm going to do this. And you knew too, that there was something special and magical that you were learning from this energy work that you could bring into your business. And I just love that. It's so good. Yeah, and it's actually funny though, a lot of, because, you know, I, because I was a school teacher, I have a son and I had always planned on him going to that school where I worked. So I was really resistant. I know that it's frightening to leave. I was really resistant to it. And because I was practicing this energy work, um, you know, I was learning different intuitive skills and I would go deep into meditation. And so of course I was questioning this process because Where's my son going to go to school? How are we going to pay the bills? You know, all the fears that we all have. And this is so funny because really I felt, you know, I needed to work hard. I needed to grit and bear it. I was just going to not take any risks with my family. And it was so funny. So I went into this meditation and I came out and I'm like, yep, I need to keep my job. I need to stay in my job. I'm not going to make the leap. I'm not going to take any chances. Within a minute later, by coincidence, a friend called me up and what did she have to say to me? Emily, you need to leave your job. <laughs> and I thought that was so funny. 
funny because I had really set the intention to get past my fears. But I think it's also funny because that's the way synchronicity and intuition works so often. It's like, we have our fears. We have the thing that our mind says because we are the, the hardworking, responsible teacher mom. And so that was my own voice in my own head. And sometimes, you know, that spiritual guidance, when you are super stubborn on your own path, it has a way of just being like, she's not listening to me. Okay, I'm going to, you know, have a friend call her right now as a synchronicity and tell her. And so, you know, there, are, I think it, it takes some time to laugh along the path because if you're if you're used to working in a traditional job it can you can lose your bearings a little bit it can be a little frightening but yes like do your spiritual practice um have you know a regular yoga practice is so important go to your roots your spiritual roots there is so much around business strategy and money and all of that and that's all very important however the thing that will really ground you and show you the path that is not someone else's cookie cutter um the stuff that you didn't know it's through that spiritual uh practice and those little synchronicities so many things helped me totally synchronistic coincidental find a new school, make the transition, meet the perfect clients. And it's because of that deep-rooted spiritual practice. Mm, yeah, that's so good. It, we can, like you said, kind of get maybe off center or distracted by all of these business strategies and financial frameworks and marketing tactics and IG and just all the things because it's a lot. And we start maybe putting a lot of our I don't know, pennies in that bucket. And we start thinking that that's where we want to spend our time. But it's like, if that will detract from your own spiritual practice where you can seriously tap in and get clear with your own unique innate wisdom. If we take our time and our, our uh, focus away from that, then you know, we, we can't hear the message. We can't, we, we actually can't do any of those other things because we're not able to come back to center. So I love that you said that. Yeah, that inner voice. And, you know, sometimes when you're not hearing the messages, they will come to you from outside too. They'll come to you in the form of synchronicities. Yes, yes. And that one just kind of gave you a big tap on the shoulder. It's like, Hi. yeah, exactly. I had multiple. I had multiple. I had a lot of spiritual help on this, this whole transition. <laughs> and I'm very grateful. So, yeah. Yeah. So uh, you have such an interesting story and we know that you have a book. So tell me like what, at what point did the book come into play and um, you know, how is that going? How, how is author life <laughs> on the other side of your leap? So, yeah. And it actually, one wonderful thing, both in business and in writing is that you can keep iterating. There are certain things that I've published um, with traditional publishers in literary magazines, et cetera. And that's actually, you know, I went to a very good writing school, the University of Iowa. And so I knew a lot, I had a lot of literary background. And so in the old school of becoming an author, you're very much, you know, you have to send it to a publisher, they put it in a physical book, and then, you know, it's there with you, you know, like in your gravestone. You forgot to cross that T or dot that I forever. That's not the way becoming an author is anymore. And so it's a really beautiful process. While I was still a teacher, I wrote my first book 
And I got it out there and started getting clients. So I had the literary background, publishing in magazines. And then I also had, you know, this book about writing, this book of self-help book about the craft of writing that, um, that I had published myself. And so it's fun because as I got to know people and I got to work with clients, I had a better idea of the help they really needed um, than I did before. And it was that through those um, energy trainings that I really started to learn about the feminine path to manifesting down the chakras. And I will talk about that in just a little bit because it applies to everything. Um, I know a lot of people uh, know about the chakras starting with the root chakra and moving up um, to the crown chakra uh, for spiritual liberation and transcendence. But there's also this very lovely path where you just take whatever your dream is, whatever your creative project is, you take it step by step through the feminine path down the chakras. So I will talk about that in a moment. Um, but the thing I love about this book is actually it's the second edition of the meaning method. So it's called the meaning method, a spiritual path to writing and publishing. And it took the best of what helped from the first book, the stuff that really resonated, the stuff that people came back to me later and said, thank you, this helped me, kept all the goodies, kept all the good stuff from the first iteration of the meaning method. And then I just really organized it, put, uh, created a, a workbook and created, just put a lot more love into this second edition, this second iteration, because I knew it would help clients at a different level. At this point, I must, I've worked with, you know, over 30, 40 people on books. And so I know the struggles we come up against, especially everyone has been in this intuitive spiritual space. And so now that I knew my client so well, I really wanted to take the book deeper and really serve her through, um, through the experience I had had over the years. So getting started, I'll just go into to that for a moment as an author. If you're writing posts on Instagram, you can write a book. And one thing that helped me so much as I was doing the writing process is any content I put out, I had a weekly blog, I had Instagram posts, I had Facebook uh, group posts. If something really resonated and uh, a lot of people responded to it, I would copy that and put it into the outline for my uh, manuscript. If someone DM'd me or messaged me a question, I would answer the question, then I would copy the answer and I would put it into the manuscript. So then I had this whole framework and I had this whole, um, this structure that accumulated everything I had been learning. And it also spoke directly to what people wanted to know. So it spoke directly to people's problems because people would ask me in their DMs and I would answer their question and then I would put it in the book. And so for me, it was a really great way to collect everything together. Oh my gosh. So you just demystified a huge thought that I've had is like, how does one even get started? And if, like you said, if we are already making content, be it on Instagram, your emails, et cetera, all of these different ways we put content out pretty much all the time as business owners, you can write a book because you're, you're just kind of pulling and, and, and in real time. 
as you're building it. It's not this like, okay, now I will sit down for the next year and write my book. I'm sure there's, there are parts and, and seasons of that too, but it's, it's so much more approachable the way that you just said that that's like part of your process. Thank you for sharing that. That is so generous. Oh yeah. And that is literally how I did it. And it's also how I knew the book would sell. And actually I do a course on this also, um, where, and I can kind of put this in the chakra framework, but when, um, I'm going to, I'm just going to introduce the chakra framework and show how this fits into the whole process because social media for me has been, has brought my enthusiasm. I love having conversations like this. And so, whereas a book might get shoved aside in an, uh, in ordinary life, if you're talking to people who have needs, um, then that makes you want to get the book out there. And when you know how to fit it all together, then really it makes you feel rather than just churning out new content. What am I going to post today? What am I going to do today? You have this different feeling that you're accumulating something, that you're making progress on something. So yes, I have loved fitting these together. And I'm going to take a moment because it fits perfectly into the chakra process. So I'm just going to take us quickly down. This is, you know, this spiritual path is about 4,000 years old. It's older than written language. So we don't know how old it is because it's older than the documents that carry it because it was oral tradition before, uh, before it was uh, written in the Vedas. And so, um, so this is the feminine path to manifesting. Basically, you start at the crown chakra where you get that spiritual guidance or you get that inspiration, you get that tap to create something. This could be a business, this could be a book, whatever it is, there's something that's calling you. And believe me, there are plenty of people who don't want to open a yoga studio. There are plenty of people who don't want to start their own business, plenty of sane people. Um, <laughs> there are plenty of people who don't want to write a book. And so when you're getting that little tap, that little whisper in the crown chakra that's asking you to do it, just write that tap down, you know, in a journal. It doesn't have to be anything too formal. It doesn't have to be anything too scary. But if you start writing it down and keep writing it down, you're just going to get more guidance, more inspiration. So the process starts with inspiration in the crown chakra. Then it goes to the vision. Once you are consistent in, I have the phrase, I have little mantras all through the book. And so the first phrase is, trust the crown, write it down. That's all you have to do. And then it goes into um, the third eye where you can start to see a vision and structure. And so this is what made all the difference for me. I like to help people with their outlines and I do it a lot. And so for instance, right now you are hearing the outline of my book. I go from first inspiration to final publication. And because I had that outline, I had that vision for what I wanted the book to be. I had a, a big vision for what I wanted to contribute to the world. Um, and then I, we go to the throat chakra where we're experimenting with our voice. Because I had the structure of the book, which is something um, you can create for yourself. Then when I would go and test out my voice in social media, be it an Instagram post, be it Instagram live, this is where we start to express ourselves, not in a serious way, not in a perfectionist way, but we just start putting our voice out there. And so I would 
may I would basically target the different posts I was putting on to questions about inspiration, questions about outlining a book, questions that fit into these various chakras that we're going to go through. And then that, because I had the structure, I wasn't just spilling out information. I was able to test information and then keep it organized in the outline of the book. And so that testing your voice can happen on social media, can happen in uh, the throat chakra right there. Then we go to the heart chakra. This is the one I think we can really feel. If you ever feel like you're, you're not familiar with your chakras, just feel that glowing in your heart. There's, um, you know, there's a, a neural network. There's a neural plexus at every point in the chakras. There's also an endocrine gland, but the, the heart chakra is where most of the love of any project takes place. I call it love the creative process. This is the changing the diapers of your creative project. You just keep loving it up. You keep coming back to it on a daily basis. You really solidify your habit formation here so that you have that upward spiral going where um, you're creating something and things are getting better and better. So loving the creative projects, coming back to it every day, that's the heart chakra. And now I'm going to get specific for books, but I'm sure you'll see the connections to business and everything else. In these lower chakras, that's where we create the material reality of what we want. So in the solar plexus, that's where we go pro. So in your I will relate it to business because I just, I do a lot with business, but in, um, in a book, that's the editing and you're actually able to be freer with your voice and experiment more. If you know you're going pro later on. And so going pro is editing, polishing, finishing up a course, really making sure everything is the way it needs to be in order for this thing to work in order for it to communicate what it needs to communicate. You want, of course, you want your unique expression that comes out of the throat chakra to come through. But then when it gets to editing, you also want your unique expression to be edited in a way that people can easily digest it, the points are communicated, etc. So solar plexus, editing, then birthing that creative project. So for a book that's publishing, delivering the baby, sacral chakra. And then finally, and this is really exciting, the root chakra means reaching out like the roots of a tree, connecting to people and uh, and making sure your message gets across and starts to spread starts to take uh, on a life of its own. And so whatever your creative project is, you can see how this feminine manifesting structure, it really fits into that. And so I was so moved when, um, when I learned it in my energy training. And yes, I turned it into a book and put it out into the world, a book about writing books. So yeah. <laughs> Well, that is incredible because as you said, most often, or, or I'll say many, many times, at least in my experience, we think of the opposite, the ascension through the chakras mm -hmm. of the Shishuna instead of the opposite. And the way you just described it, 
makes so much sense. And even when you were talking about the roots, you know, being, being the final connection that it's out into the world and it's going to be what it's going to be as other people read it and take it in. I was thinking about how trees talk on, underneath the grounds with roots and, and things spread and they support one another. Like it makes so much sense. That's so cool. I am so excited about that because I mentioned that in the heart chakra. And so it's so funny. There's this beautiful metaphor from Miss, uh, it's a mystical, it's a mystical symbol of the celestial tree that resides within the heart chakra. And I love it because really what you're doing is just like a tree takes light from the sun and combines it with the ground of the earth. You know, that's what you're doing when you're doing whatever your creative process is. And so I talked a little bit about that in the heart chakra, about how trees really do communicate through their roots and they distribute nutrients, they mourn, dead trees through a root communication system. I love that. And I think that one thing that's so cool is that when we think about the ascension system going up the chakras, you know, it begins with that security. Um, you know, that security is sometimes you know, health or finances or whatever in that root chakra. And this is a way to plant that into the ground. So it starts with the glimmer of an idea, but you're really, I mean, once you've really planted the creative project, depending on what it is, it the point is to make it secure and to give it a life of its own and make sure it's contributing to the world in a way that's making the world more secure and helping the, you know, us to create a life that's really pleasurable and good and rooted here on earth. And so, yes, the masculine historically has gotten a little bit more attention as perhaps it has in many realms. But yes, <laughs> that's why we like to um, get the word out about this feminine path because there's just so much wisdom to be had going both ways and they both constantly contribute to one another. Mm, yes, that is so beautiful. It makes so much sense the way that you just lined it out. I can see why you wrote a book about it. I a love book about books. Book. Yeah. <laughs> I love really that fun. so much. Yeah. It's that's so it's so um so attainable and, and understandable and applicable. Like I can really see people taking this, as you said, to anything, if you're writing a book or you're making a course or whatever it is that you're bringing out into the world, that like you can really walk through these steps. And, you know, to that point, I, I have to believe we have some aspiring authors, course creators, um, content creators that are listening who are interested in maybe telling their story about their yoga practice or, you know, how yoga meditation energy work has affected them. And they, I know that there's folks that have a story and maybe that little glimmer who want to become authors. So what would you say would be how, a, a good first step for somebody who wants to get started aside from getting your book? <laughs> So yes, reading the book has all of the steps. It takes it a step at a time. It starts with a soul calling, I believe. And so there are a few things that I really love about this particular soul calling to write a book. And I know that when people are starting out, they can get intimidated. And so, um, you know, some of the thoughts that come up are, you know, who am I to write this? You know, who's ever going to read this? 
What if my parents read it and they hate me? You know, there's so many of these worries that come out. And so I think one of the best things to highlight that when you're at the beginning of the process, starting with just that simple trust the crown, write it down and go into these initial steps and taking it one step at a time as the, the chakra system does in the book helps to, um, it helps to kind of calm some of those fears because you're jumping so far ahead with those fears. So many things are going to happen. I know because I've coached people through, you know, they shift as people, as they're writing. And so all of these fears do come up. You make connections, publishing connections. You see the value in self-publishing as I do uh, again and again with all of these different options. The things that scare you, if you take them a step at a time, starting simply with just starting to sketch the ideas, without any pressure, you find you're always enough to take the next step. That's another mantra that I put in the book that I love to repeat. You don't have to know the whole path. You're always enough to take the next step. And so if at any moment you think, who am I to write this book? Um, am I enough? Which is just such a a thing at so many of our core. Just know that you don't need to be enough to be on Oprah. You just need to be enough to write the next step. And I think so much courage can flow in when you just realize that, guess what? The first three steps in these upper chakras, you're just playing. You're playing with the vision. You're playing with the inspiration. And you're playing by starting to experiment with your own voice and just putting some ideas out into social media. Yeah, that's so freeing. It's it's yeah. just yeah, it's just downloading basically those those little glimmers, the little hints of of some sort of idea or path that you want to share with people and taking a few steps, not not going on Oprah, not delivering the hard copy to your mom. Not none of that stuff is going to happen. Yet yeah, you there's so much in between. The, the just starting and putting pen to paper or keyboard <laughs> into your word doc. Like, there's just, there's so much that has to happen before those biggest worries of being visible and you know, feeling worthy and all of those things that start to come in. It's, it's so common. It's stuff that we all deal with. And I love that you said, it's just like, you just get to play. You just get to start and see where it goes. And the funny thing is through that play, you start to develop that courage muscle so well. And so the things that intimidate you before you start are not nearly as intimidating. You become better at navigating relationships. You become better at expressing yourself. You become better at putting yourself out there. So ultimately, I mean, when I've gotten to the, the publishing and the launch process with various people I've worked with, of course, there are you have to be flexible. There are snags here and there, but um, you're enough to be able to deal with them because you've been through this entire spiritual process. So, yeah. 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 I love that. It's such a good reminder. We're, we're enough just as we are. Yeah, we're enough. Yeah. Because all we have to do, we don't have to conquer the world today. We can, you know, we can just do the next thing. Yep. Yep. And then the next, and we don't need to see 15 steps down the road. 
just this and step. really that just intimidates us most of the time yeah absolutely I know it does me down yeah for sure for sure and I'm sure many people listening feel that way too so it's, it's, that's really generous for you to share it's just get started it's yeah. Okay. yeah 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 exactly so you've been in business as you said almost for five years now you're about to hit your five-year anniversary which yeah. is super exciting well done um so Throughout that process, you know, you were taking your leap, you were starting to apply the energy work into building this amazing book and your framework as a book coach. And I would love to know if you could share with us if there's anything that you could go back to any point in time where you could give yourself a little bit of advice that would save you a big headache or maybe a sleepless night or two, what would that be? It's so much easier it i'm i'm a very positive person and so it's easier to really see the things that i did right because they've stayed with me as structures for all of this time however i now i said i was a positive person but now right away i know exactly one thing that um that i would have changed and so one thing that happened to me so, uh, soon after I left my job to take my business on full time, my husband lost his job. And so I was the sole breadwinner in our house. And that was actually such a good thing. It made me pay such close attention to finances. It made me, it, it really made me hone my skills in a way and get really focused in a way that, because I had that you know, it was about a year where I was just doing, you know, I was sometimes going month to month, just paying those bills, looking at my income streams, always meeting new people, meeting new clients. And I really went hard that first year. And so the thing I would change is I would not have been so hard on myself because, and I will say, you know, when you're thinking about money that often, always, um, you know, doing the next thing, um, when you're always doing the next thing, you're, you're, you have that cortisol just coming on, concentrating on certain things all the time. And so one thing I would do is just realize that, you know, when you're starting out at, at, at a business to be profitable is wonderful. And I know many people here have some sort of coaching model um, where they can be very profitable by doing one-on-one -on -one services, helping people individually and having that generous way of being is uh, extremely profitable because really you have a Zoom subscription and you have your knowledge and then you can just get going. And so not to be so hard on myself about, you know, am I not attracting uh, you know, am I a bad manifester or is the law, does the law of attraction hate me because I'm struggling in the beginning? I think those were kind of, that was kind of a little bit, maybe like gaslighting, or I was wondering why that wasn't easier. But the fact is that over the years, I did attract a business. I like, I attract a business that has sustained my family for all of this time. So to not obsess about money is so important. And oh I mean, to track your numbers, to be smart, to be strategic saves you a lot of trouble, but know that um, no matter what, 
different things are happening or what you see other people doing, if you're putting in the daily work and you're building a solid foundation where you're genuinely contributing to the lives of others, it is going to grow. It will get easier. And so, yes, I wish I wouldn't have been so hard on myself. Mm, yeah, I, I so I so can relate to that. It's it's really it's really tough when we are almost so attuned to all of these, the energy, the manifestation, how, how we bring things into the world. And we suddenly start to put this maybe not so bright lens on, on what we're really doing as we're starting businesses. It's like, where's the money? Where are the clients? Is it going to come? Was this a bad idea? Bad manifester, et cetera, et cetera. Like all of those little voices can kind of come in. And I feel like we're not alone in that. I feel like many people feel that way. So if we can just kind of take a step back and not be so hard on ourselves, maybe we make space for those things to actually come when we're not being so closed down. Exactly. And keeping that light energy, which is so nice. And that's the other thing is when you're in the, when you're in the best part of manifesting something, because what we're talking, what I've been talking about is the, the chakra path to manifesting, knowing that it's not necessarily, although through these lovely synchronicities, wonderful things happen on the path. I'm not going to deny that for a second. When you can appreciate them, they get even bigger. But the fact is that um, even with law of attraction, it takes time to change your life. It takes time to change your whole career and your whole life. And I think that um, I just perhaps got pulled into certain memes in the beginning where I'm like, she manifested, you know, a six figure salary in the first three months or something like that. Like what's wrong with me? And, um, and of course I know beautiful women who have done that and they have different business models than I do and, and are able to do that faster. And the other thing I love is that with this spiritual model and the way I work with books and things like that, it's now manifesting the abundance equal to, um, to women with, with other models that manifest faster. But I love this path and I love this business and I would not trade it for more for um, you know, for instance, with money manifesting or something like that. That's where you see a lot of, you know, talk about different things around that. And that is a spiritual path for the women who do it. I am not obsessed with it. I'm obsessed with books. And in certain, in a certain sense, this other obsession I have has allowed me to distinguish myself in the market. It has allowed me to follow my own path in so many ways. And so I'm really glad, you know, if people in your audience are doing this through yoga, through spiritual healings, through different things like that, trust that. If you feel like other people are doing other things and maybe it's going faster for them or it seems easier for them. It's not easier if you're not doing the thing you are obsessed with in particular. Mm. So yes. Yeah. And there are through these paths of business, how we get started, um, you know, how we, you know, start making that first, this, that first client, your first three clients, et cetera. 
there are so many different ways to do that. And Mm -hmm. we have lots of examples out there, especially just with, you know, how social media is and how we, everybody, it's very visible, like what everyone is up to. So you're, you can kind of look at that and say, well, that's amazing. And it's great for that person. And this is what I'm doing is also amazing. And it's great for me because it's, it suits, it suits the person. It suits the business owner or the founder Mm -hmm. or the author in the way that it should. It doesn't have to be this comparison. It's like, this is right. And that is wrong. No, it's just that person's specific way of doing it. And both are beautiful. So I love the, I love that you said that. Yeah. And actually there's one other thing, because another thing I haven't done is retreats. I know so many people who, and the people who do retreats love retreats and many people again and again have asked me to do retreats, but that is not the way that I feel I would best serve my community. And so, yes. um, So yes, there, I mean, I suppose that goes into the shiny objects, different people are doing things, different things. And when you find the thing that you really love, that is the fastest way to success. That is something I promise all the way, because at this moment, you know, having done this for years and being a part of many masterminds and meeting many different people, um, I haven't found that people who do things faster or differently, or, you know, use different growth, um, mechanisms to spike things, we kind of all end up in the same place, which is some people will, will, will actually enjoy. And I promise they will enjoy more of a roller coaster business strategy. I am very much, um, I tended to ride the supply and demand curve where, you know, I started to raise prices as I, you know, once I really got going and I, I kind of found my place in the market through different economic structures that I was comfortable with. And so, um, that, that has allowed me to stay steady and to stay in it through the long haul without a lot of, uh, without a lot of huge breakdowns or falling out of the market or anything like that. And so, yeah, slow and steady, you'll have different people who are different ways. And so I have to speak for, I'm a turtle. I want to speak out to the turtles. You know, I was able to leave my job within nine months, which is pretty quickly, but then I was able to stay out of, stay out of, Uh, my job through those tiny little steps um, and just stay in business and keep things functioning despite economic pressure, not by um, one of the phrases I use is trust the snowball, not the avalanche. And so I would always just snowball things with little steps. I was not looking for that huge avalanche at uh, around the corner because that's a little scary sometimes and it worked great. So if you're a turtle type of person, it's going to go great. I promise. Yes. Yeah. And, and I personally am as, as well. It's the slow and sustainable is exactly. And trustworthy. And trust. Yes. Yeah. Trust in that and trust in yourself. And, you know, if, if you can't believe in yourself, if you can't believe in that path, like your clients can't either. So you've, you've mm-hmm. got to step in. So, and of course, every day I I may in 30 minutes have a moment where I don't believe and that's okay too. Right. Like we, we kind of go through these, these moments, but it's okay. It's like for, you know, for, for the, uh, for the lion's share of it all, it's like, let's, let's step in and and believe in the path that we're, we're taking and not compare ourselves to the next person on social media, because we're all going together, really. It's, and also when you can, 
Yeah, and that goes to that inner critic, which we all have. And there are certain things that I think can help with the inner critic. You're not going to believe in yourself every minute of every day. You are going to need to be resold on your own dream, just like anybody else does. One thing I noticed for me and my inner critic is, oh my gosh, she pipes up every day after four o'clock. When I wake up in the morning, I can take on the world right around four o'clock. I'm just like, I'm not so sure about this anymore. What did I get myself into? And so I stop listening at four o'clock. You know, I just do something else. I, I call it a day. And, um, and so, yes, for me, it's because um, in the evenings, I tend to be more critical than in the mornings. And so if you can notice any patterns around that, um, if you can notice the pattern, the inner critic is not creative. She tends to have patterns. She tends to say the same things. Mine is called never, never. She always says, it's never gonna happen. It's never gonna happen. That's what she tells me all the time. It always happens. I always make it work. So it's kind of funny. And so if you can recognize any patterns around that inner critic, then you can start to just um, block it out because it's very predictable. Yeah. And, and, and mine is called, what are you doing? So, oh yeah, um, yeah, I've got one too. Yeah. It's, it, she's, uh, she, she comes to visit every so often. More, more I'd often love to I'd hear like, what are yeah. you doing? What, like, tell just, uh, what does that sound like? What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like, uh, with pretty much anything new that I do or, you know, making podcast episodes or, you know, uh, launching something or considering launching something, or maybe, maybe there could be a book inkling in there. Who knows? But she, she often likes to visit when I'm tired and it's been a long week and it's, she loves to say, what are you doing? <laughs> exactly. We are not that different from my seven-year-old in that way. It's Never like, all. yeah, yeah, we're the same animal and that's okay. Yes. Yeah. And it, it's instead of fighting that, it's recognizing it, as you said, it's like, okay, at 4 p.m., it's probably time to end the day and, you know, focus on something else rather than, you know, what the task at hand. And there's always going to be more work to do. But if you can take the breaks when you need it and, and or want it, you don't have to need the break, but you know, taking, taking the time for yourself to reset so you can come at it with fresh eyes and a little bit brighter perspective is everything. So I love that you said that. Oh, thank you. Yes, exactly. And I will say, because as an entrepreneur, there, um, there is always a roller coaster to some degree. You know, you're taking charge of yourself, you're taking control of everything. And so um, it's actually way more profitable. This goes to one of the things that I wish I would have told myself back in 2018, 2019, when I was first leaving my job, it's way more profitable to keep um, those positive chemicals to a minimum or to a maximum. And so those stress chemicals to a minimum because they can build up. And so if you can tune it out and you can start to, um, you can put on a positive podcast like this podcast, that is actually gonna serve you so much not to dwell on those negative voices and really just flip the switch, put something else in your earbuds, uh, that serves you for the long-term too. Yeah, it, it's so, and there's, there's so much great content. We have access to 
literally everything from meditations to podcasts. I mean, of course, yes, if you want to listen to this podcast, I would be so happy, but anything that helps you shift a walk in nature, um, you know, time with your loved ones or your furry friends that makes you just feel so much better. So that's, that's super generous. So I, I know you have a bunch of really amazing things coming up and we need to know about how we can get this book. So why don't you tell us where we can find you, all the cool things you have coming. Yes. So the book is on Amazon Unlimited. So if you're on Amazon Unlimited, you get it for free or you get it for free with Amazon Unlimited. Otherwise, you will find it on Amazon, The Meaning Method by Emily Tamayo Maher. And then you can find me at the website, The Meaning Method. And um, I'm also in my Facebook group, The Writer's Block, or on Instagram, Emily Tamayo Maher. Oh my goodness. You guys, if you don't follow her yet, definitely do. She shares some amazing like behind the scenes stuff and cool tips too. Um, so thank you so much, Emily. This was so fun and interesting. And I learned so much about the chakra system. And now I'm, I'm curious to get the little inklings um, and, and maybe work in that way. Uh, the, the more yen way. I, I love the way that you had to, to, to say that. And you're just so great and fun. And I just had a blast. So thank you for being here. Thank you so much, Jessica. It's been wonderful to talk. Wasn't that conversation with Emily so good? She has incredible energy and I just love this feminine approach to the chakra system and using it to manifest. If you have an inkling to write a book, maybe create a course, you should definitely check out her book. Again, it's The Meaning Method, A Spiritual Path to Writing and Publishing. And she's incredible. Definitely support her and check her out on Instagram as well. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to the Marketing Off the Map podcast. I love hanging with you as we figure this thing out together. Do you have an idea or something to share with me? Send me a DM on Instagram at, at JessicaCross.co and let me know what's on your mind. I'd be so grateful if you shared this with someone who could use this episode. And if you get a chance, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Catch you on the next episode. See ya.